0: This is Barack Lurie on the Barack Lurie Podcast. Thanks for being with us today. And back in action is one Ari David, again, uh, our uh, famous and wonderful producer who's always taking good care of us. So it's back to good to have him back on the scene again. So today, Ari, I want to talk about two things. One is about uh, this whole he, she business. And then I want to talk about Canada. Oh, Canada. All right, so he, she, it came upon me that, you know, in, in, English, in English language, we have uh, the, these pronoun distinctions, right? He and she, and uh, that's about it. And then, you know, he, his and hers, of course, possessive. But it's, it's interesting, it dawned upon me that in every language in the entire world, there is a distinction between male and female, right? There's every single language, whether it's German, French, Hebrew, Spanish, and so on they all have the word for he, and they all have the word for she, and his and hers for that matter, okay? So it's in that sense, it's everything. Now, in Hebrew, uh, you have even more in terms of the differentiation between men and women. So you not only have you, but you have a female you and a male, a male you in Hebrew. You also have conjugation based upon the male or female. So uh, like in, in, in English, if if I want to say he wants, uh, then I just say he wants and she wants. So wants is the same word for either he or she, but in Hebrew there would be a different conjugation. It would be like the equivalent of like he wanto and she wanta. Okay, so but that's not really where I'm going, other than to say how complicated it must be in Hebrew to to play this transgender game. Yeah,
1: it's going to be really interesting when they have to figure out words for the other eighty seven hundred genders.
0: Yes, exactly. Right. Post- <clears throat> you yeah. know, yeah. If you, if you like, could like put birth. your computer a little closer to you as well. Okay, yeah. but anyway, yeah. that just
1: blew my mind. I mean, that's a lot of verbs.
0: It's a lot of verbs, and you have to a lot of, it of verbs consistently all the time. But just imagine how difficult it would be to play the transgender game in in English. You can do it, right? Because there's not that much you really have to change. It's just the he/she business and the his hers. But other than that, you're good to go. But in every other language, you have a lot more difficulty. So, for example, there's there's they uh, plural and there's the, uh, for for women and they plural for men, right? And like I said, you have you and you in Hebrew, male and female. So, what a mess that would be, right? So, I think if they ever try to bring the transgender nonsense, uh, at least the pronoun game, to Israel, they would say to hell with that crap. We're not we're not playing that. We can't simply we can do it. Yeah.
1: In the big picture, though, it's, it's simply something imported here to America to bring us down since we are the linchpin of civilization. So once we crater, the rest of the, uh, if you will, civilized world will go down with no fight. So that's why it's, it's done specifically with the English language to be targeted, not because of England, but because English happens to be the mother tongue of America at the moment.
0: Yes, at the moment, at the moment. You're so right. Uh, but, but the more important part of it is that the fact is that there's only one distinction uh, in, in all languages, and that distinction is he and she, right? So that, that to me is fascinating. Why, why is that the case? They don't have a distinction between, uh, there's not a pronoun for tall people and short people, for example, uh, rich or, or, or poor or black and white for that matter. We don't have pronouns for that. We don't have a special pronoun for a black person, special pronoun for a Mexican person and so on. So, but, but there is a distinction. Why is that? It, and I mean, to me, I think the answer is that we wanted to show that distinction. It was, a, it was an important distinction. In fact, a distinction that is so profound that we want to articulate it in our everyday speech. So that when I'm talking about a she, know she went to the store today uh we want to think of her as a her a woman and likewise with man he did this so we 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 immediately image the person in our head as a man and but why does it have to be this way right why isn't it that in every language we we simply pronounce somebody as a as a somebody right and have one pronoun for everybody But for some reason, in every language, not just modern language, but every ancient language for that matter, there has always been a distinction between he and she.
1: And the question again is why? Well, if you're asking the question why, and that presumes that you're trying to provoke a either... A correct answer and response or at least the analytical process that leads you in the direction of an accurate response the thing to suppose or to assume is that someone involved in the creation of this thing called language that we use to this day must have thought that distinction in reality was an important thing in life and thus worthy of acknowledgement in the very way we would verbally communicate. The other thing about it that I think is interesting is that in English, every term for the female, like the word women or woman itself, has more letters in it than the word for man. It's as if someone considered that a man is one thing, Mm-hmm. And a woman is actually more. Oops. Oh, I see. Yeah, I know. Right. Because well, why is, what is a woman? It yeah, is a man's womb, if you will. It's mankind with the, the birthing mechanisms for bringing the gateway of new life into the world. Yeah.
0: So, Well, I mean, you would, you would have a problem with that in other languages. For example, in German, the word for man is man, and the, the word for woman is frau. And they're both the same letter, a number of letters. Same thing with uh, French. we got femme and homme. Uh, I don't know about Spanish, but nevertheless, I, I think. But woman is very interesting because woman, uh, I believe, means coming out of man. So it's like associated with
1: man somehow. Well, yeah, but that can also be interpreted in another way. Mm-hmm. Man comes out of this. Yes. Right. But, but the key point uh, is that the distinction. But I I, I, want to make the, I just want to square the circle of my, my, the point that I'm making at this, which is it really if if you take that as a through line, and it's just a supposition, I have no scientific to back it up other than the observation. What it tells me is that women are, like you've said over and over again, men's main goal vis-a-vis women is to protect them, hold them in higher esteem, and, and not to belittle them, but to protect them because they need protection in a savage world. And the... <laughs> The the thing that happens when you destroy this honorific system of them is that you belittle them and erase their existence, just like Leah Thomas does to the other swimmers. Yes, there we go. So we're we're getting getting to my
0: point. We're getting to my point. Uh, Yeah, so whenever you refer to somebody, okay, she went out to the store. uh, So we want everyone to think of that person with the image of a woman. And we, we value that we, we have decided as a civilization that we, we want to, to think of that person differently. So that's, the, and, and this leads me to the, to the kind of related point, which is that in the Bible, the only distinction among people, the only distinction is man and woman. There's no distinction, in, even in the Bible, of, you know, what and in the creation of the world, for example, the creation story. Whether you believe it or not, it's another story, but uh, the only distinction he separates man and woman, but uh, it creates, it does, you know, and, uh, actually, woman out of man, of course, but still a distinction. There's been no other distinctions in the Bible. Like I said, black or white, tall or short, even, even fat or thin. There's very little discussion about the characterization of a particular person in the Bible other than as a man or a woman. That's it. Now, you have different groups of people, of course, the Philistines, the Israelites, the Egyptians, the Canaanites, and so forth. But I'm not talking about that kind of distinction. That's a grouping of people so we can identify uh, the wars and the battles that happened. Uh, right. That's the, between them.
1: Uh, the people usually associated with nation or nationality and geography. Yeah. But, but the Egyptians don't have different pronouns than the Israelites. Isn't right. that this
0: thing. Yeah, it is fascinating to me. And i, I it, it's fascinating also that it, it was universal that this is the way uh, that language broke down. Everywhere in the world, without any reference to each other, even in Chinese, right, there was no connection between, no communication for thousands of years between the Chinese on the one hand, let's say, and the Greeks on the other. And yet, yeah. for some reason, both languages have a distinction, a breakdown between Men on the one hand and women on the other, and no is, other
1: distinctions. There is actually one very interesting and simple explanation for it. Yes, that God made these languages at the Tower of Babel. I like that.
0: I like that a lot. I mean, it's. The it Bible would certainly Bible explain it. It right
1: would right certainly there. explain, right? You so, know? so, so the think of it that thing way. That's interesting is the development of these languages seem to have happened in synchronicity. Mm-hmm. At the same level of sophistication, because our language is constantly getting more sophisticated as we incorporate words like transgender or emoji or, uh, you know, um, uh, birthing person, right? To be very sarcastic, right? But isn't it interesting that the Chinese language on that side of the world had the same uh, uh, progress of development timetable-wise as the Greeks, as the as this one, as the, you know, yeah, Hebrews. As
0: the- that's right. Yeah, it's interesting. Even the word transgender is a misnomer because transgender means, well, it's from one to the other. But if, if they don't believe in genders at all, there's nothing to trans across, right? Well, that's, I'm a, trans- anyway, that's a small
1: I'm, That's a small academic issue. So I'm not really going to focus on that too much. Today, I drove a car, which is a transit item. So right. I transported my gender from here to the store and back. I'm yes. transgender. Take that.
0: Take that. All right, fine. You win this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh very interesting. It's it is fascinating though that to to think about all these very interesting plays on words, but I, I just so now, now we come to modern day and we talk about, you know, changing the pronouns. What pronoun do you want to be and such? There was never a discussion uh in the old days about. Uh, of course, you know, it goes without saying that, you know, Joseph couldn't suddenly decide that he was a woman, right? And Rachel couldn't decide that she was a man. Uh, but it was so obvious that they were either one or the other, and it wasn't the issue. And and the exceptions never swallowed the rule, meaning that because there were a few people who had uh, uh, dysphoria, this, this sexual dysphoria, uh, that they uh, demanded that all language be changed. So this is the same sort of thing we've been discussing before. Like if, if, if um, I don't know, it's the same thing with like, there are left-handed people in the, um, in the world. There's only 10% of the population, maybe even less. Uh, and if they told us that we had to reorient all of our language in favor of left-handed people in the way that they write, for example, we'd be a mess, right? We, we simply can't have that system, but nobody talks about that. I also said the same thing about colorblind people. There are a lot of people that can't even read uh, read red and green traffic lights, right? Green means go, stop means, uh, red means stop, and that's that. But to a colorblind person, that's not the way they think. They have to go on the top light versus the bottom light. They have to adjust accordingly. But we don't see this uh, this clarion call to change all of our traffic laws and all of our systems in order to appease those people who are colorblind. P.S., there are a hell of a lot more colorblind people percentage-wide uh, in the population than there are transgender people or people who are, uh, has, have this dysphoria, right? You, so, so why hey, is it that we, we it, do that? We, we expect the entire language to change around these people. We have to dance around ourselves. We have to somehow make no assumptions whatsoever that this person is a woman or a man. But when it comes to traffic lights or anything else that involves color, uh, well, tough luck, buddy. You know you you've got to deal with the world as it is.
1: You know, I I really wish you didn't bring that up because Pete Boot Edge Edge is going to listen to this, and you just gave him a whole bunch of great ideas. Oh
0: yeah, Transportation Secretary. I Forgot about that. Or yes, yes, you're right. It's a good point.
1: So you know, it's like be careful what you observe as a conservative and what you communicate because the simple observation of going. Of, of pointing out a uh, wrongest leftist hypocrisy or, or inconsistency, suddenly will give these people tons of great new ideas.
0: I know. Well, here, but here's what I've noticed: the pattern is that it doesn't really matter what you say in terms of these kind of ideas—the colorblind thing, the left-handed thing—because uh, <clears throat> they don't deal with sexuality. If it doesn't deal with gender or sexuality, they're not interested. Have you noticed that?
1: It's a pattern. Well- I mean, well, well. Here's here's an example. There was a minor news item today. Um, you you ride bicycles, right? Yes, you're, I do. You're those I'm an avid fan. Do you wear helmets? Yes. Okay, all the time, or just when you're doing like the mountain stuff?
0: All the time. If I if I were to ride on the road, I, I would generally. I mean, I might not wear a a, mount, a, a bike helmet uh, if I'm only going like a hundred feet or something.
1: Just no, but i a real ride on the street. Any you real know? ride, it's going to be with a helmet. Yeah. Yes. And you do so probably for because it's safety and because you'll get a ticket since you're white, right?
0: <laughs> oh, Seattle, right? You're talking about Seattle? Yeah. Okay.
1: So Why don't you tell the story because it's fascinating. Okay. Go ahead. The a very short headline, but this is what I'm talking about. Uh, the city of Seattle has a bike helmet law. Were you And you saw the story because I yeah. said it. So they have a bike helmet law. So anyone riding a bike has to wear a helmet. Well, they dropped the law because there was a disproportionate number of tickets issued to black people on bicycles. Because black people, for some reason, whatever. Are not reason, as interested in wearing helmets? We're not wearing helmets. All right. <clears throat> for whatever reason. Instead of trying to figure out a way of getting black people to comply they just stopped enforcing bike helmet laws for anybody over. so so now because a certain percentage of the population is probably disproportionately suffering both tickets and head injuries now everyone is going to get head injuries just because I, of smart
0: so the same argument is applying or they're trying to apply it as to the prison system. Right. So there are more, unfortunately more blacks in prison, uh, but rather than asking the question, why that is so, they decided that uh, we have to get rid of the whole prison system because it's inherently racist. Right. So it does, and, and likewise, bike helmets are inherently racist. So yeah. I guess that's the thinking, right. It's very yeah. strange. Anyway, let, let me go back to Let me wrap up the whole transgender oh, thing. and I want okay. to move on to Canada. Okay. So, yeah. um, It's fascinating because now we live in a time where not only are we expected to trip over ourselves about, you know, our assumptions when we call somebody a he or she, and in Hebrew, you would have to do that when you're calling them a you, right? Because it's, there's a female you and a male you. Uh, So you trip over yourself about this, but not only that, but it's so, we're, we're so tripped over about it that when you see a man now pretending to be a woman or competing in Sports, for example, swimming, like this, uh, Leah,
1: not dominating.
0: Yeah, dominating, <laughs> right, right, completely dominating. That, that somehow you're supposed to accept it as a reality, and that's that's the breakdown of, of a the A break old, her yeah. accomplishment. Yeah, that's her accomplishment, his accomplishment. I'm not going to call it a, as she. That's garbage. Right? Like I did a. He knows out. exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows he's a man. He still prefers to date women. I mean, he, he doesn't even pretend. You know, ask, him, ask him if he wants to cut off his you-know-what. And yeah. he'll say, what the hell do you think you're going to do? Hey, don't bring those things near me. <laughs> right? And, and he still <laughs> wants to date women. What a schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, the, but there says, it says so much about our culture, right? Not only the madness of the he-she uh, transgender nonsense, and it really is nonsense, but also how people exploit it to their own advantage. And then it's a reflection on the rest of us who somehow applaud this man who pretends to be a woman and that we're supposed to say, isn't this just glorious that he's beating all these women? The women's team has won yet again, as as I say in their newsletter, email, What, right? So they're really, you think we're gonna buy this? You really think that people are gonna buy this, right? I've always said this, this is, um, you know, the, the problem with the transgender movement is that they want us to accept them when they themselves can't even accept themselves, right? It's a big deal. So look, you, we can pretend all you want, but I'm sorry, but a man who decides now all of a sudden that he's a woman, he's not gonna be accept, accepted into the Mahjong group, okay? It's just not gonna happen, all right? So, uh, you know, it's all, it's all fun and games. It, you wanna, it's all self-centered. It's all about the, your own internal impression of yourself. But when it, come, when, it, when it goes so far as to expect the world to turn around you and, and that we should all pretend along with you, that's when it's too much. We, we've gone too far. But the, here we are. It's a breakdown of distinctions. Anyway, I talk a, a lot about this in uh, Atheism Destroys and uh, it's very concerning, uh, but the pattern is, uh, is pretty clear. And, and the fact that, that swim teams and uh, basketball teams and I suppose lacrosse teams and otherwise... When they see men playing, you know, biological men playing on their women's sports teams and they don't do anything about it, then shame on you. Shame on
1: all of us. It's, I don't blame the athlete himself. Of you course know, he's exploiting a situation for his own good, for his own uh, advantage. Capitalist competition. He's filling a niche available for him to fill. No pun yeah. intended. Yeah. Okay. It's not his fault. This is the fault of everyone in the hierarchy who refuses to say no to him. Yes,
0: that's exactly he's,
1: right. He's a, he's, he's a doobie. They're the teenager. They're the ones who need to say no to smoking the doobie. Yeah. Okay? They're yeah. literally getting high off of toking on transgender dude. It's dangerous
0: for us all. It reminds me of the yeah. story that I tell – Uh, where I was going back from San Francisco back to college. It was late at night, dark. And uh, I noticed that the guy, the driver in this this, uh, super shuttle, which is a van with 20 people in it, right, taking passengers. And I was on the way back and I can see in the rear view mirror, I can see the driver and he was beginning to nod off. And uh, the, the, the van was full of people. And what I noticed because I was on the way back I saw the people kind of mumbling to each other, like, oh, my gosh, what, what, whatever shall we do? What, what, what do you think? I'm like, gosh, oh, my gosh. And I, I just thought, F this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to talk to this guy. So I, sure enough, I did. I went down the aisle and I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, hey, buddy, everything okay? Uh, and he kind of jolted up because, you know, he was kind of nodding off again. And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah everything's good. I said, you seem a little tired there. You want me to help you? Can I? You want to pull over to the side and I'll I'll take over the wheel? I have no problem doing that. And he goes, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. And don't you know, I stayed there though. Yeah, you talked to him about everything I could think of, music, whatever, you know, what do you think? And got him engaged. And and the ride was successful, of course. But I I fear thinking about what would have happened had I I not done so. Why do I bring up this story? Because everyone was being so polite Right. And if it weren't for me, and I was the only one, uh, we would all be either
1: in a hospital or dead. Right. Very normal. Yeah. All of their yeah. past boy minds. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I don't want him not to like me. I can't say anything. Yeah. Gee, I hope someone else does. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, that's what – but see, that's what I'm saying is happening in the transgender movement. With all yeah. these sporting teams, you would think that that parents of these girls would say – I am putting up with this crap, right? Well, the, okay. but everyone, hold, hold on, hey, hold on, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, hold on, all right. It, everyone is being polite. Everyone is doesn't want to be the the sore thumb that sticks out, whatever the expression is, right? The the nail that hangs out. They don't want to be the the guy that goes up to the driver and says, "Hey, buddy, uh, I don't want us to I, I don't want us to die."
1: Well, I. I analogy is is a good one, but it doesn't hold fully in this regard. With the Leah Thomas situation, that's the dingle bearing swimmer, the the teammates are complaining, but they're terrified too. So they only complain anonymously and they complain in the most tepid of ways and their fear is justified. They're college kids. They're on a college campus, which is the most hostile environment to anyone who dissents. They are threatened with total annihilation of their social lives, their, their, their scholastic pursuits, their futures, both professionally and athletically. So the danger that they're cowed by is a real danger. The Twitter mob on the left is a real lethal danger. It gets people actually beaten up and killed. So okay. the, yeah. the people on that bus are... Are worse because there's no social penalty for going and tapping the driver on the thing. Yeah, exactly right. Go back here. Okay, you know he's not going to then gin up a social media mob in you know 1989, whatever that was, or 1995. You know, before these technologies even existed, to then go after those people. You know, Leah Thomas's defenders, whether Leah is part of it or not are and then the same people in the scholastic hierarchy who approve of leah thomas you know swimming with these girls and annihilating them are the same people who don't do anything about the online terror mobs
0: okay so this is where i want to go from uh because this is not a bad launching pad it's very related Uh, hold on hold on uh by the way when when we talk unfortunately it looks like it's uh, skipping when i speak it'll interrupts your flow so uh, let's just try to wait for each other uh, on this one. So what's happening is that in the same way, a lot of um, lefty or at least liberal celebrities have always been worried about talking up and speaking up. And as we've all seen uh, many celebrities and sporting uh, athletes get canceled because of something that it gets misconstrued or somehow is interpreted in a way to, to show that it's not in sync with all the leftist agenda, the woke agenda so they get shot down. But a new thing is happening. It's starting now. And I'm not saying it's going to be a trend. I hope it's a trend, but it's not going to be one. Bill Maher and uh, what's that guy, uh, uh, Russell Brand. These are two left-leaning guys, right, who have suddenly found uh, that wokeism is lacking in terms of common sense and otherwise and that the conservative mindset is actually correct. Without some saying that they agree with the conservative position, they are arguing the conservative position. And Bill Maher recently did a fantastic send up uh, regarding China and saying that if China were a European country doing the same crap that China is now doing, meaning the concentration camps, uh, meaning uh, you know no transgender acceptance whatsoever, no gay acceptance uh, and, and editing, uh, an episode of Friends where Ross's uh, wife is, turns out to be a lesbian uh, and they, they want to erase all that, they would, they would go crazy if this would, was, let's say, in Austria, right? They would say it's the ultimate of fascism and so on. But he said that and he gets a lot of cheers and nobody's asking to, to cancel him. Same thing with R- Russell Brand. I think that there's a new trend going on and I hope it's a long-serving trend that suddenly now people are, are feeling like, well, if Russell Brand and, um, uh, what's his name? I just said his name. Bill um, Maher. Bill Maher, if, if both of them can, can get away with it, well, maybe that I can get away with it too. Or Joe Rogan for that matter, but Joe Rogan was a very conservative. But you get the idea. It's, it's, um, uh, perhaps it's gonna allow, allow people to feel a bit more free to speak their minds, God willing, right? Those, those people who were sitting on the sidelines or not getting up in the aisle to tap the driver on the, on the shoulder, as it were. Okay, so that's, that's a new movement that I'm seeing, but I wanna move now to Canada, oh, Canada. Okay, so the latest developments as we speak on this podcast today, Ari, is that uh, your buddy, uh, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, son of the late, great Pierre Trudeau, who also invoked emergency powers uh, when he was prime minister, Uh, Has invoked emergency powers and not only invoked it, but really kind of laid a very heavy hand, has brought in uh, the Royal Mountain Canadian police uh, and uh, made them do horrific things, trampling two people. One was an elderly lady with a walker, no less. And now we're learning about tweets among the, uh, you know, the the mounted police, uh, which are pretty vicious, pretty awful. But they also are now blocking the financial accounts of the protesters, the people who are participating in this. They arrested the, the organizer of the convoy. Uh, and to make matters more interesting, it turns out that they are also banning journalists from actually reporting on what's going on. So scary stuff, Ari, I got to tell you. Yeah, Going full Tiananmen Square. It, it really is. And uh, there was that Bob, Babylon B very funny, um, send up a meme where you see Justin Tr- Trudeau looking at a video of the old Tiananmen Square footage, and it says, uh, Justin Trudeau looking through Tiananmen Square footage uh, to get ideas, right? <laughs> it was fantastic. It was very funny. But sadly, that joke is becoming really true. Uh, now, one of the funniest part of parts of this is that uh, Trudeau had ordered that... Uh, the towing companies tow away these truckers, these rigs. And guess what? They don't want to do it.
1: So now well, I just brought know. tow rigs. And remember, you're talking about towing away a big rig. Yeah. You don't call a AAA driver to tow away a big rig. I know. The guys who run the tow rigs that tow away big rigs are also <clears throat> truckers. I know. Truckers. They're very
0: sympathetic. So, so <laughs> what? So what, uh, what Trudeau has decided, what he's resigned to, is that like now, and he's announcing it openly. He's, it, it's not as if he's saying it in a secret order. He's now compelling those towing companies, those truckers, like you said, those towing truckers, to do the towing now, <laughs> I guess, the other truckers who are protesting in the first place. It's a little bit like the cat in the hat with the, the ring in the bathtub. You know, they can't seem to move it along. It just gets worse and worse, and the ring gets worse and worse. For Trudeau, as we speak, it's very funny, uh, this whole situation. But now, forcing these towing truck companies to tow the other trucks, there's a word for that. I, what is that called? I, it's a technical term. Oh, yeah, slavery. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, slavery. And it turns out, now, look, that's Canada. It's not America. But as I understand it, at least as of 1865, slavery has been illegal in America. Now, Canada, yeah. I don't know. I don't know Canadian <laughs> interest
1: as well. Canada is chock full of white people. Okay? Chock full of them. They have an entire sports league that all has almost no black people in it. Okay? Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm going to use some leftist rhetoric right now. So I might sound like Hillary Clinton, but um so think about how far we need to go. <laughs> It's awful. It's just
0: awful. This whole the uh, whole thing. Okay, it's, it's, it's pathetic. Now, what what this whole Canada situation shows us is how quickly and how easily a a seemingly Democrat leader of a country can go full Ceausescu in a matter of days.
1: Yeah, I mean it reminds it reminds me of uh, Gavin Newsom. You yeah. know, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Eric Arcetti. And by the way. um, uh, Trudeau declared these emergency powers and now uh, this, this lunatic Freeland who works for him, Nazi Freeland, and Trudeau are saying, you know what? I think we're going to make some of these things permanent. And yeah. that is in perfect alignment with what Barbara Ferrer and Eric Garcetti are doing with masks in L.A. County and L.A. City. Yeah. Uh, they're basically permanent. Until those people give us the go-ahead and those people, being the CDC, never will, because their stuff is so ambiguous, we're masked forever. And Newsom is doing everything in the state of California under an emergency declaration. And he announced the other day that some of his things are going to be permanent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be. Yeah, this stuff is closer in some parts of America than you'd ever believe. Yeah.
0: So in the meantime, the masks mandates are, are coming down, as it were, but not in L.A. County for some reason, as if somehow, look, unless, and, and it wouldn't be right anyway, but unless Garcetti can ensure that nobody goes in or out of Los Angeles and he's going to protect Los Angeles somehow by forcing them all to wear masks while the rest of the, the Americans enjoying the party of not having masks anymore, Right. Uh, then I, I don't know why he thinks he could do this. This is uh, it's it's pretty silly. It doesn't make any scientific sense,
1: but they're doing it
0: obviously for political reasons whatsoever. It
1: makes perfect sense if you think control is the goal. Of course it is. Of That's course it is. There's always been the goal. It's always That's been the goal. the razor. It, you can and look how how easily for demographic purposes it allows you to identify those who um, are uh, are uh, controllable. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a very scary thing to have an item that people wear that they're compelled to wear, and the way they wear them really indicates what's going on in their minds. I mean, I went to the farmer's market in Santa Monica uh, uh, last Saturday, and I can't tell you the number because it was such a large number of people wearing. Not just masks, but masks outdoors and not just masks outdoors, a, a huge number were double and triple masking outdoors.
0: These people are sick. Okay. It's a lunacy. Well, the, the new, OK, so this goes, this goes to the next point, Ari. So Gensaki and a whole bunch of other people are now pointing out that and, and this is where there's a division among the Democrats uh they're saying look folks we we are we're okay with you taking off your masks we've we've done our duty for god and country we've saved the planet we saved the country at least and you don't need these masks anymore therefore don't wear the masks but gosh golly you know a lot of these people just don't seem to want to take off these masks they they are not ready to return to a world of normal and as i said in my sunday show today i think that that they're they're afraid not because they actually believe that they might get COVID if they don't wear the masks. I don't think that for a second. I think that it's been too long for them to not have figured this out. I think that the reason why they continue wanting want to wear the masks is because they want to feel like they're still in emergency mode, right? They're in crisis mode and they are going to still save the planet and virtue signal as it were with all the masks and make sure that everyone notices them and then they have a purpose all over again. The, they they cannot they're not going to seed the purpose. How about that? They don't and, want to seed it.
1: Yeah, and I, and I would connect that to a point I've been making as you know for years on this, which is one of the and I use this point to explain one of the things about why Jews are liberal and why liberal Jews behave the way they do, which has to do with one of the yearnings every human being has preternaturally and God installed within them is the seeking of meaning and purpose.
0: Yeah.
1: And because of as you've brilliantly pointed out in multiple books, atheism destroys among other things the a human being's purpose and meaning of life. Yeah. People have lived for say the last 15 years ever increasingly meaningless lives and here comes this great crisis to suddenly make their lives make have a purpose yeah and have yeah. And let them join something that they can participate in yeah. that demonstrates how meaningful their existence is now They're and not, then yeah. they They're not try about to let it go yeah and they say how dare you not practice things for us that that v- v- validate our very meaning our very reason to exist and uh, thus you must for me do right. this. You know, there was a very good movie. I just want to finish the the little quick analogy. I've stuck my head in the bucket of water for you to give you meaning. Now you owe me.
0: Right. I know. know. Uh, So there was a very good movie a long time ago, a famous movie called The Sixth Sense. Do you remember this movie? Of course. Bruce Willis. It was was a very good movie. And one of the most chilling aspects of it was the story, the part of the the movie where we discovered that there's this daughter who – was originally sick with an issue and the mother um, originally was taking care of her and she got a lot of attention from the daughter. And then the mother uh, discovered that she really wanted that, that need from her daughter. So she kept on poisoning her over time. And so that the girl would always need the mother. And eventually, sadly, they, the girl dies and there's a funeral and and eventually the Bruce Willis character is able to expose it. but. Uh, it, it, I think in many ways, the the Democrats are, are just like that mother. They, they need the masks. They need the vaccines and the scare for sure. They in need it
1: in order for the people to need them. Yes. I think it's a perfect analogy, don't you? Brilliant. They need us to remain sick so that they can have the meaning of taking care of us. That's Right. Right. And we'll be, we'll be ever so grateful
0: for them. It's a symbiotic relationship as far as they see it.
1: Right. Think, and, and back to atheism, which is a through line for you, so I can't help but bring it up. Right. When we when we uh, go to Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah and we read the passages of the prayer books, we talk to God and say, Oh, Father, please take care of us. Oh, Father, please forgive us. Oh, right. Mother, please ta- nurture us. Right. You That's know? where we get our but, meaning. We're working and we're participating in an actual uh, a theologically meaning and definably good activity. We're yeah. not converting it into Satanism by worshiping other human beings in a form of idol worship.
0: Right. So one last point, and then we'll should, we should wrap it up, Ari. Um, have you heard uh, this news story that has come out that the Chinese apparently have not given a single mRNA vaccine to any of its 1.5 billion people, have you heard yeah. that? Is China, there truth to that?
1: For all of its foibles, is a rather educated society, not prone to incredibly foolish things.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you know, it, it's it has a whole bunch of meanings to it. I guess there are a couple a couple things that I can explain it. One is they never got access to the mRNA uh, vaccine, which I doubt. Two, uh, they simply don't know enough about it. Uh, or three, they do know enough about it, and they know exactly what uh, the mRNA vaccine can do, and they—they're not about to force it upon their own citizens. It's one of those three uh, reasons, as far as I can tell.
1: it so, would be interesting to find how many Uyghurs yeah. were forced to take the mRNA vaccine? Oh, I
0: see. yes, okay,
1: right. That yeah. would t- there's your you know keystone piece of information, right?
0: Well, they they wouldn't want to do that because they want to they want to send uh, the the organs right from these Uyghurs to somebody Good else. They don't, they don't want to right. They don't want to taint it with the mRNA vaccine. Harvest the blood organs. You got you to think these things through, Ari. Right?
1: You know, <laughs> you're right. That's a supply of blood transplants <laughs> we need. Those right. are kidneys we need. We can't spike protein up those. Right. Wow. Well, you know, bottom line, tells you everything you need to know about the vaccine, which yeah. is in every place where people know what it is, they don't take it. Yeah. But All right. we're told it's safe. It works. But it doesn't work that good to wear a mask, but it's safe and it works.
0: <laughs> I just want to leave it, uh, folks, to let you know that as I'm looking at Ari right now, he looks like uh, the character in the David Lynch movie Eraserhead, you know, just just to let you know. So anyway, folks, uh, this is Brooke Lurie signing off. God bless. And we'll talk with you next week on the Brooke Lurie Podcast.